0: Three, two, one, we are officially on. Hello, everyone. This is episode two of our podcast, True Leisure. A big welcome to everybody who's watching. If you were here for our last episode, our last episode was about space travel and industrialization. We are back with some more riveting conversations on various topics. This time, it is about the college experience, more specifically the college experience within quarantine. As everybody knows, we are in the middle of a global pandemic with COVID-19, and in the midst of that, there have been many societal changes that have happened, the most obvious one being the lockdown or quarantine. And due to that, many establishments have been affected, such as stores, but the one we're going to talk about today are the academic institutions, the colleges, the universities, the schools that have been shut down as a result of COVID-19. And we're going to talk about our college experience, our first year college experience, and how that has been affected by quarantine. We have with us today some fellow college students. Thank you, Trey, Eric, Neil, for joining us today. Can can you introduce yourselves?
1: Okay, I guess I'll go first. my name is Neil Chitale, and I am now going to be a sophomore at San Jose State University, and uh, I study molecular biology there.
2: Um, hi, I'm Eric. I'm, in, I'm a rising sophomore in Carnegie Mellon University, that's in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I'm studying design.
0: Uh, see. Uh,
3: hello, I'm Trey. I'm also a sophomore in college. I'm um, going to be studying mechanical engineering.
0: Once again, thank you, Trey, Eric, and Neil for joining us today. I'm sure you guys have a lot to say about the, the quarantine situation that's been going on in our society right now and how your college experience has been affected by that. Let's start with Trey. Trey, you said which university did you say you go to? Uh,
3: currently, Evergreen Valley College.
0: Evergreen Valley College, okay. And how has that been for you before quarantine? I mean, how was that? Before
3: quarantine, it was fine. I mean, I'm not planning on staying there very long it was just to do uh, general education requirements stuff before I transferred out. Yeah, and it was it was going well.
0: So Trey, I
4: was under the impression you were staying home for the most part, like you didn't move into any dorm or anything.
3: No, I was going to be living at home for the entire time as an evergreen.
4: Yeah, so how how would you what do you think you would have missed in comparison to like moving into a dorm?
3: Certainly the social aspect. I'm to be completely honest, I just from my memory, I believe there was about three people on campus that I had any sort of extended interactions with other than that it was just show up to class take notes and then leave and yeah the, the social aspect is certainly something i missed out on but you know it saves money so
4: which is a win i mean yeah. once you transfer you might get some of that
3: yeah once i transfer i will certainly be living in a dorm for some period of time
0: and when when are you transferring when do you plan on transferring
3: um Next fall, hopefully.
0: Okay, and that's... that's Transfer gang up in
2: here.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That's That would probably go more smoothly if the quarantine would be lifted by next fall, right? Yeah. Which university are you planning well, up your be, to go to?
3: Um, I'm not entirely sure yet where I will be going.
4: Do, you have uh, do me a favor, Trey, and uh, don't go to Arizona. Because or... uh, <laughs> currently, just as someone who goes to ASU, that place is looking screwed for the next three years. Oh my god. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. Know, a couple not... Cases of uh, Arizona mayor is going to anti-masks protests and things like that. <laughs> it's not like, looking great down there.
4: Yeah, it's not so hot. I'm actually planning on moving out for that exact reason. So I don't want you to be like taking
0: my place. Right. Yeah. Eric, which un- which university did you say you want to go to, or did or do you go
2: to? Uh, I'm currently going to Carnegie Mellon University. I'm in it for a long haul, so like four years.
0: Carnegie Ooh. Mellon, and that's that's East Coast, right?
2: Oh yeah, that's right. It's in uh, Pittsburgh, so like right on the Midwest, like the border of the Midwest.
0: First, uh, I think I'd want to know because I'm pretty sure everybody here has gone to college here in the west coast so i think you're the only person
2: mm-hmm.
0: who is in the east coast so how is it moving mm-hmm. so how is it moving so far because for me my parents didn't my parents wanted me to go to davis because it was closer to home even san diego was very far so how how is mm-hmm. it moving all the way across the country from being in california you know initially
2: i wasn't i wasn't on board with going that far but at the same time, a lot of the good design schools were pretty much local in Cal- like by local, I meant in California. And mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to distance myself from my home just to cause I'm, I'm I, I'm, I was born in the Bay Area and I've lived here for my whole life. So I'm yeah. kind of in this bubble of America and I kind of want to just get out, experience a different type of culture. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the first thing someone's going to tell you when you go from the West Coast with sunny California weather all the way to Pittsburgh is holy heck the rain it's so bad the rain it's like apparently Pittsburgh gets more rain than Seattle
4: whoa yeah for real real.
2: but like I guess like the weather was the worst part in general uh like it's it takes a bit of getting used to especially the winter but after that it's honestly not that bad the food is it's all right we're kind of in a college town so there's still authentic food. It's not as good as the Bay Area, but I can't complain. And you know what? It's I spend most of my time on campus, so I don't think um, like I wasn't I wasn't uh, affected by culture shock as badly, if that makes sense.
0: Honestly, I think oh, I'd thrive. I thrive there because I really do not like sunshine weather.
2: <laughs> you totally would, yeah.
5: Yeah, I'm there with you. It, I
2: love on the bus because yeah.
4: Okay, uh, I I know the topic is college and all, but how do you guys not like sunshine weather? What?
0: What's wrong with sunshine?
5: It's kind thing of is, annoying how it glares is, in your face. The thing is, it's just really hot.
0: Yeah, I I like I like San Diego's hot weather better than Stockton hot weather, which is where I live right now. It's my hometown because. Uh, since San Diego is really humid and Stockton's pretty dry, it's it's a different type of hot. So San Diego weather is like like really uh, hot, go to the beach type of weather. But Stockton hot weather, it's it's different because first of all, it's really sunny and dry, and because of that, you get like these pins and needles feeling all over y- your face, oh, yeah. and it's it's mm. it's, just, it's not pleasant. But I do I, I do, okay, that's- I, mm-hmm. I, do like, I do like the rain better than sunshine weather. And uh, I get
4: yeah.
0: Neil, where did you say What's you
4: sort of opinion I guess?
0: Neil, where did
2: you oh, say wait, uh,
4: uh, Eric? did you have anything to add? Actually because I did cut you off.
2: Anything else to, I mean, not really. I do have a confession to make though. I I thought really highly of California weather. But I didn't realize that the reason I thought so highly of it was because I stayed indoors last summer. So it was like, of course, I like AC better than what outdoors anywhere. But I right. I just think that, well, first of all, the East Coast is a bit more humid than California. I wanted to add that. Um, it's it's not that bad, honestly, in the East Coast. like over, over a few months, you get used to it. If anyone of our viewers is interested in going to college on the East Coast.
6: Mm-hmm okay
2: i have a question about um
6: when i went to i go to the east coast once in a while for family and the bugs are always bad compared to here
2: like way worse than here so i I bug situation i haven't um i haven't encountered it that much we have a local park called shenley park it's like right next to our university and i guess if you go hiking in the fall or maybe the late summer you you're probably going to get bitten a bit. But honestly, on campus, it hasn't been that bad. I'm kind of surprised. <laughs> okay. And
5: and while we're still on the topic of uh, weather, I do yeah. want to point out, I go to um, University, UC Santa Cruz, and over there, it's right by the beach. It's like It's a beach town. And it's always so... I would say it's cold, despite the sun like always shining down through the trees. It's cold there, and personally, I liked it. And one of the best feelings I had uh, at Santa Cruz was walking out of the dorm and seeing everything like engulfed in fog. I'm talking no, no vision within thirty feet of you, and it was really surreal in a sense especially at night when i was walking over to the dining hall i remember that i couldn't even see the field it was all blocked off it gave me kind of a silent hill vibe
2: oh that's cool i get that
0: and neil
4: what's your experience like
1: uh yeah so i go to san jose state university in california and you know Compared to uh, these other colleges, San Jose has pretty like temperate solid weather all year round. Like I never really had a reason to complain and the palm trees on campus sort of give you beach vibes, but you you wanna stay on campus for the most part because outside of the campus on San Jose, Anything can happen. I swear, like, oh, yeah. at nighttime, they're, like, homeless people. You could get shot. It's terrible, dude. It's terrible. I'm – yeah, I try not to go oh, wow. off campus super late. Um, sticking to campus is nice. There's plenty of greenery to satisfy me. So, But I can't resist the occasional boba run off campus. So that's dude, probably what gets me off. Yeah. It's, it's sort Wait, of a no
4: boba on campus.
1: There is one bubble place uh, uh, on the San Jose State University campus, but it's really it's crappy. Bad. It's terrible. It's like garbage. I would um, never recommend it to anyone. Yeah, no. That hurts. Akash, you, you were saying something?
0: Yeah, I, I don't know how the um, environment like is at UCLA, but one time I was coming back to UCSD from, uh, from, a, from a convention in Berkeley. And I had to stop at UCLA to wait for someone to pick me up. And they told me that that they'd pick me up at a coffee shop. And I went to this one coffee shop. I think it was called the Coffee Bean or something. And the uh, the whole campus was pretty uh, nice. But as soon as I left and I entered Westwood and I sat at the coffee shop, I just heard sirens constantly and these two these two homeless people got into a fight next to the chair where I was trying to drink my coffee <laughs> and I was kind of afraid it would sort of spill over to where I was sitting so I had to just sort of shuffle away quietly from there cuz it, it, was, it was it was very unexpected okay it's
6: not that bad
0: yeah i mean i like i said i don't know how the what the culture how the environment is there but like the one time i go to ucla it was that's 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 how it went but eric you said you were a design major right yeah that's right could you explain a bit about what that means because whenever i think of design There's like certain, there's like so many types of design you can do, you know, there's web design, game design, clothing design. So what kind of design do you do?
2: For sure. For sure. Um, so honestly, if you ask any of the 40 people in my class, none of us would know how to describe design either. It's, I, I guess the closest (laughs) definition I could think about is like, like, so it's like cognitive
0: science in that regard.
2: Kind of. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I would say like the closest uh, definition I could think of is like changing the way someone thinks because design is so broad that like, it's hard to just define it with a lot of parameters. It, it's so wide open. You could apply it to anything. That's like, you have to have such a broad definition. So, but, it's, um, also, so it's also like
0: cognitive t- science in that regard.
2: Yeah. <laughs> changing the way. But, um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's just, we, uh, We do it in a slightly different way, I guess, uh, CMU does, um, specialize in three different, uh, areas of design. So we do a product design, which is basically industrial design. What industrial design is, is mostly physical objects. So like a desk lamp, a water bottle, a wheelchair, things like that. That's, that's physical design. Mm -hmm. We do a communication design, which is more 2d stuff. Uh, you know, have you heard of the term UI UX design? i have okay so like is it like
5: is it like user interface something related
2: so it's like user interface and user interaction so a lot of 2d stuff that um users interact with like phones for example so Mm -hmm. communication is 2d stuff and then finally we have a third track which absolutely no one knows how to explain it's called environments design and like if i asked you what you thought environments design was you'd probably think like environmental friendly design right but it's it's not quite that. Uh, even the professors themselves say that they should call it um, experience design, and it, it's kind of like UX design, except like like the name suggests, it it deals with spaces and how people interact within them. But that's a track that you could just take in any direction you want, really.
0: Yeah.
6: Okay, so it's not earth environment. It's like
2: no, not at all. I, I'm sure you could like spin it to that if you wanted, but. It's... So it's
4: kind of like an amusement park or like a, sure. a house type of idea
2: sure it's yeah I, I like i said i really don't know how to explain it i wish i did
5: <laughs> so it's more atmospheric in, in a sense
2: sure you could say that atmospheric interaction there we go
5: oh. interesting and like it's... what
4: draws you to the major specifically like well, do you have any goals or
2: uh, okay so i started off like really young, just loving cars, and I still do. I'm, I'm a huge car guy. And I I used to want to be a car designer when I grew up. And I don't think reality hit me until like, freshman or sophomore year, and I realized, it's, it's really tough to be a car designer, like, you have to be the top 1% of the top 1% to get in. And that's really difficult. And uh, I, I didn't think I wanted to specialize so soon, you know, if you're, if you're going into car design, you're you're almost stuck in that niche or a very similar uh, type of subset of skills that you can only really apply to transportation or vehicles in general. And I just wanted I, I wanted like to learn design thinking, so like you kind of know what a user wants instead of like just drawing pretty things. If that makes sense, I, I just want you know a safety net really. <laughs> Okay. Um, I think
6: we should try to stick to the, the topics right now just so we don't go over like three hours
0: <laughs> yeah no I think this yeah, could yeah. easily go up the for sure day. yeah yeah so yeah. so my next question no, no, was, no, you're, you're good, Eric. yeah my next question was sort of gonna go into that how is the just sort of sort of kick off our idea of quarantine how what's the social scene like uh your guys' colleges because for me personally, UC, UCSD, like it has that nickname, UC Socially Dead. So there's not much of like a social scene on campus. I'm not too sure about Greek life either. But how how is the social scene on your guys' colleges and how has it been affected by quarantine? I mean, I'm a, obviously it's probably been affected negatively, but if you guys have any specifics you want to go into. Let's focus on like
4: pre-quarantine first, because I think like that's probably the main distinctions.
0: Right. So, what was what was the social scene like pre-quarantine?
4: Uh, Neil, you want to take this off?
1: Yeah, sure. I'll start. Uh, so, I know that SJSU is definitely a good place as a social location because of where it's located. So, I know a lot of people who uh, come to San Jose State University, even from outside, like maybe they're not a student at San Jose State, just to come here and then like attend a concert that's going on at like SAP Center or something like that. So it's definitely a place for people to come for like performances, concerts, you name it. Uh, Frat life, definitely strong at SJSU, tons of activities. You know, that's not really my scene, but like I understand it, the weather's great for it. So yeah, it's a pretty lively campus. Even though it's pretty small, so
6: yeah, I vouch for everything you said there.
0: Hey, thanks, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> and is it, is it like is it like dependent on majors? Because I know UCSD uh, computer science majors are like some of the least social on on campus. Um, I know I don't feel like it's
1: really major specific if if i thought about one major that i would definitely determine was like a party major it would have to be like business marketing (laughs) that's definitely like the party major for at sjsu and then like everyone else i think is mainly normal you know but definitely business and marketing those guys they like to party
0: yeah
4: i I second that i second that i can imagine
6: (laughs) There was at least something to do every single day.
4: Really? Yes. Yes, for sure. Oh, you lucky. Okay.
1: How about clubs? Um, Anything
4: attract you, Neil?
1: Clubs? Yeah, yeah, actually. So I am in a leadership position in the university's uh, ultimate club, ultimate frisbee. And Um. I have a new position called event organizer where basically I'm just supposed to like put together events for like team bonding and stuff. And it, it's definitely great, you know, to hang out with the club. It is small and especially, you know, we're one of the smaller clubs. We have to like share the football field with like rugby and baseball. And like every time before practice, we would always have to like watch the baseball players like hit the balls, and we have to like dodge them as they came flying at us from the other side of the field. And I honestly never understood that. Like there are baseball fields for SJSU, but for some reason the baseball players come on the football field and they swing their bat there, and we're like our measly, you know, ultimate frisbee. Please don't hit us, you know. And uh, <laughs> we have to. We get very limited time on the field, uh, and are, you know, SJSU is not known for Ultimate Frisbee. I'm going to be honest. Okay. But, you know, it's a nice club. And I think there are a lot of clubs at SJSU that are provided. So definitely a scene for everybody.
4: Yeah, dude. No, I, I feel on that last part, though, where you were like how they get you guys get kicked off the field because you're smaller. Uh I'm actually in a breakdancing club. And mm-hmm. for like a whole semester, we were using one of the dance rooms like every night and then we got kicked out by some organized hip-hop guys, and now we're, like, dancing in a hallway, oh, like, rip. twice a week. It's so ghetto. That
6: feels bad, man. <laughs> <It> feels <laughs> bad.
4: Dude, but we work with what we got. It's honestly like the main hub anyway, so... But still, we got down good. It's a, it's a big one.
5: At Santa Cruz, um, I'm not sure too much on, like, the traditional sports, like football or basketball. I'm pretty positive there are teams for that, but... Most of, like, the big-name stuff that Santa Cruz is known for is surfing, scuba diving, volleyball, and even sailing. And I actually joined the sailing club at Santa Cruz, and I learned how to sail a boat, which, in my opinion, is pretty awesome. Yeah, that's dope. But um, I remember that there's there's a bunch of divisions. Uh, Scuba diving is super hardcore, and you have to be able to like hold your breath for a certain amount of time in order to be qualified and also have all these other swimming qualifications, but yeah, it was, it was really chill and laid back for the most part. A lot of the other clubs I was in, like I just noticed that people were really cooperative, supportive. That was, those are some words I would use to describe the social setting at Santa Cruz and everyone's out to help each other. It's really amazing. But then uh, we all transitioned into quarantine.
0: I'll uh, let Akash uh, take us there. Wait, I want to hear about Eric's experiences too.
2: Oh, oh. Uh, you want to hear about sports first or just overall experience? We, we, we were on the topic of sports, so I'll just mention that real quick. Yeah. Uh, Carnegie Mellon is not known for sports, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, our football games are pretty much all dead uh except for there was once where we hosted two high schools and that was the most packed our stadium has ever been (laughs) yeah um but our other sports are actually more well known i'd say ultimate and rowing are two of the sports that a lot of my friends are in and they both love them it's it's surprising like how many good ultimate guys are in their school like i know at least two in my major and another one from the bay area so that's always nice in terms of the social scene i guess. It's it's kind of what you make of it, I guess. If you want to be a huddled up CS kid in your own dorm, you could do that. the design, I, I call design a frat. It's it's basically like that. We we are all cooped up in this one studio. We we eat, sleep, and breathe together. Basically, uh, yeah, we go hard. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of frats, there, I guess, if you know people, like honestly, if you know anybody, you can into most frat parties they're they're all right i guess not nothing much to brag about I, I don't like frat parties that much but there's that if you like it but overall i guess it's a pretty chill school you can do whatever you want with it if you're a of don't go here
4: <laughs> Yeah, that's where you go to asu for <laughs>
6: not,
4: not, to, <laughs> not, to, not to spread not a spread the cloud or anything but like that, that's just what we're known for
6: okay um so, you have anything to say about that, Ethan?
4: Uh, not much, besides, uh, you gotta know your people before you uh, pick your environment. If you're lucky, your school has enough variety and culture, like mine does. So, thank God. my I have a lot of magic nerds and gamers at my party
0: school. Makes me very comforted.
1: <laughs> okay. Continue.
0: And, Trey, I know you say. Said- I know you said you didn't know where you're going to transfer, but do you have any like uh, interests in terms of uh, sports or clubs or anything that you want to get involved in?
3: Uh, yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure about that. Um, I would certainly like to find some way to uh, be more involved with the people with, whatever school I end up going to. Uh, Evergreen is pretty bad about that. as their yeah. clubs are basically non-existent.
0: What are you planning on majoring in? Or do you not know uh, yet?
3: Mechanical engineering.
0: Mechanical engineering.
3: Yeah. Oh. So, just like CS majors are going to have no social life.
0: <laughs> Sweet. Mm. Yeah. I mean, social life is what you make of it. like, uh, I know UCSD. It's called UC Socially Dead, but that it's not really that socially dead. There's plenty to do on campus. You know, there's different clubs and sports and stuff, even, even though we don't have a football team, it's, it's still a pretty lively school. I think for, for us mainly we're real, we're really known for uh, surfing because we live right on the ocean. But the, but like I said the social scene it's it's pretty much what you make of it I, I'm pretty social in terms of uh, as far as college goes and I don't I'm not in a fret or anything but yeah it's, it's sort to of be fair though i yeah what was that? sorry
4: uh, I, was, I was just gonna say to be fair I think the barrier to entry at different colleges is completely different like if you go to UC Davis and just sit down to eat yeah. everyone is pretty much like spaced out on their own tables like just like with certain like layouts or cultures it's really hard to like burst in like if you like go to ASU for the first two weeks and you see somebody doing something that you're mildly interested in you can say yo what's up what what are you guys doing and then you can get to know the person but places that are less open to that you kind of have to force it a little more and to some people, it's uneasy either just being the person to start the conversation or to be in the conversation. You know, it's kind of a give or
0: take, right? But then again, at the same time, I feel like the best way to gain entry into different um, different social groups is through clubs and organizations. Because, I mean, I don't imagine anybody is going up to lunch tables and joining in conversations at any university. Because like uh, because uh, UC UC San Diego's everybody's pretty introverted there, so you sort of have to uh, join clubs and create your own social group that way.
4: Yeah, for sure. Clubs are a lot easier, especially like literal social clubs. Yeah, those are like those are the free ticket in. Oh my god, love those.
5: Mm-hmm. Even living in a dorm, all the people that lived on my floor we all like had this really tight community and even like me I like to stay inside the dorms and uh just play video games I didn't really off I didn't really uh go out much often unless I was doing a club activity or something on the weekends but during the week I would stay in my dorm go to class go to the gym go to eat and then come back right to the dorm and even then, I could still be social with my roommates and my
0: floor mates.
3: Yeah, well, there, there's something to be said a, for a bonding through proximity.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think I got lucky in that sense because uh, the dorms where I lived for my first year were not like regular hallway college dorms that you'd assume. It was They just repurposed summer cabins to house students. So we just had rooms and then a common room that, that was all connected. So every time we all just sort of came back to our dorms, we all sat at the common room and it really gave a different experience because as opposed to just normal dorms where it's like a long hallway with a bunch of different rooms, it really became like a close tight knit community that, we all enjoyed with each other
2: there's definitely something to be said about just freshman housing experience in general yeah uh, i got i got selected to be in the worst dorm in our university like we had no ac our rooms were cramped it was it was the whole shebang and yeah. you know honestly our dorm became the most tight-knit of them all <laughs> just from church yeah now. yeah yeah we, same we made, like, a meme page merch everything yeah. <laughs>
0: That's 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 exactly how it was with us because we didn't have any AC and the rooms were all cramped.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But but then again, because the rooms were all cramped, everybody sat in the common room and we just all got to know each other that way. And we it was became a really t- closely we it was like a real close community. But mm-hmm. that being said, that's all over now because of. Coronavirus, COVID nineteen, right? That, that has ruined dreams since January, and it has sure. also also effectively ruined the social the social life at college campuses. I mean, for for some college campuses, I imagine it didn't affect anything at all because some colleges are just pretty socially dead, like UCSD in general, but. Uh, how was how did quarantine affect the social life over there? Do you guys have any idea? Because I know I don't know how um, I would like. I don't know how frats work in, you, in the various universities you guys go to.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I can speak about that because our our majors. Well, is, your question is was about how quarantine affected the social scene. Is that...
0: Yeah, 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 exactly
2: okay all right at least for me we are we are very studio based majors so mm-hmm. um we went from seeing each other like 10 to 16 hours a day to seeing ourselves over camera and it, it, like for the first week we managed all right just because like it was a zoom call we could like all see our, ourselves faces but like over time we, we we grew apart and I guess we're we're kind of like doing our own thing for now next year of mm-hmm. course if our school, decides to reopen in the fall we'll be back together but i definitely say our social scene's taken taking a hit
5: okay i would have to agree with you there at santa cruz as trey said the proximity effect is it just it shines uh i try my i try to keep in contact with my roommates and all the friends that i made and Uh, we're all just doing our own different things now. And spring quarter, it was all online. And I guess I had to make do with the fact that everyone else was focused on their own thing. They were just staying at home. And a lot of people have negative opinions of online learning. And we'll get into that. But I want to say that as far as social goes, I did make a ton of friends online through my uh, Discord servers and through the Zoom meetings. When we were put into little breakout rooms, we would share each other's contact info. and It's like making an entirely different set of friends through a new environment. What what do you guys think about that?
6: Sorry. Would you say that that environment had you make friends that you wouldn't otherwise? Just maybe it's something like uh, anonymity (laughs) if that's the word you don't have to always see them and you can just talk to them and they don't have to there's no repercussion right
5: that could be part of it but most of these people that i um met they were actually in the same um major as me which is computer game design and we bonded over the fact that we were over, we were in the same major and that in the near future, we would see each other again and we would be taking higher upper division classes together. So different things that you bond over. Proximity, you bond over interests and things like that. But I feel like online, you can bond over much more under the surface things.
0: Right. Okay. Anybody else?
1: Um, I can talk on my experience from going into online classes for SJSU and that social scene. Uh, Mm -hmm. I definitely do agree that uh, from my classes, like especially the classes where I had to go into breakout rooms, I talked to people a lot more often than I would have normally because I was like kind of forced into like, oh, you're like in this awkward situation where with your couple people and like you need to get this assignment done. So someone just talk. And I was like, usually the person who was like, hey guys, what should we do for this? Let's get going. And then, you know, after you got the assignment done, you would always have a little time left over and you could get to know people like chit chat on the side. And uh, that was nice, uh, but I still don't think it's, you know, the optimal replacement for being in a present setting, you know, on campus. Like, I definitely, um, me and my friends, we were kind of had already these plans to room together next year on campus. And now that's totally been shot. And uh, we, we've only called once since quarantine started. So, you know, it's a little harder to maintain contact. But I feel like even worse for, you know, the the class of 2024, because they don't even get that chance to step onto campus and start making those connections. Right. They got to work straight through their online classrooms. So it is a little bit harder, um, you know, but I think they'll do it. And I wish them the best of luck.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not easy making friends in a new environment, especially an environment where you're at home and you have to work from from a computer. Is any are any of your guys' colleges planning on reopening in the fall, or are they doing anything like UCSD, where they're doing a sort of hybrid situation and making half of it online and half of it in person?
2: We're doing a hybrid model, so basically we come back, like end of august and then thanksgiving everything goes online however our schools only announced that for the first semester and no one has any idea what's going to happen next semester and i guess that just depends on the state of different things it's it's honestly still unclear at this point because uh, i don't think our college has sent out any updates since like may so i think they're also waiting to see what they can do
1: right um you know SJSU it's part of the CSU system and I, I'm, I think the CSU system was like one of the first college systems to declare that they weren't going to resume classes in the fall and uh, yeah that's going to be true for this semester I know that some classes are going to be in person like small labs or small sections but From the classes that I have and the classes that I know, like even labs, all of them I've seen have been moved to online settings. So I'm not really sure what that means in terms of what classes actually get pushed forward for in-person settings. Mm
2: -hmm.
5: Yeah, I can say that for the UC, at least for UC Santa Cruz, um, classes are still going to be remote Uh, instruction during the fall but housing will be open for people that do want to come and it will be a smaller population living on campus but they will still be uh learning online and as far as uh winter goes there's it's kind of hard to speculate and they're not making any uh declarations at this point Here's something I didn't
4: think about before. How do you guys think the socializing will get with the whole quarantine situation while you're still on campus? Assuming you're moving back.
5: So, like, even though um, classes are still online, you still move back into the dorm? Yeah. I imagine that people that are living in the dorm will be able to bond more because again, smaller body of uh, students living in campus. But a lot of the people that I know are just going to save on the tuition and stay home and just uh, study online until the campus fully opens again.
1: I think it yeah. could be like probably more likely one of two extremes. One being the one that you said, where people bond more, because there's less people. And so everyone gets more time to get to know each other. And they're in a closer setting, obviously, they're going to stay inside more. So they're going to be spending more time with each other. Uh, But I also think that if you're on campus, that you might become an extreme shut-in, and that you might just shut yourself in your room and not really talk to people and I feel like that could be, you know, not healthy, could be a bit problematic. Mm-hmm.
5: Well, that's an issue with a lot of people that they become extreme shutins. But uh, for this context, I understand where you're coming from, because with COVID-19 still out there, people will want to, you know, stay in good health. They won't want to uh, get out where they could be exposed. Is that what you were referring to?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like on top of the... Just maybe normal routine of staying inside regularly, the added fear of going outside and like potentially catching the virus as well.
3: Hmm.
6: Do you guys know anything about on campus screening that they might do next semester?
4: Yeah. As in like blood tests? No, COVID tests. Like or in- if they
6: just check Like temperature tests? Or like temperature
1: tests like- yeah. Um, I haven't you know, heard anything for SJSU, I, you know, I bet they'll release some guidelines once they get a rough estimate about how many people are actually going to come to campus. Um, You know, I don't think they'd necessarily regulate that like at the dorm because that'd get a little tiring for students. But perhaps at like, you know, food sites on campus, like student unions, uh, food stores on campus. And definitely if they went off campus for, you know, food or supplies, something like that, maybe.
3: Right.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, for another thing that I wanted to um, also mention is that quarantine has not just affected the social life because with classes also turning online, it's also affected the academic life as well. So I wanted to talk about how are your guys' study habits and what was different about the way you studied and the way you prepped for tests and did homework pre-quarantine and after quarantine was initiated?
6: Um, does this is this going to include general habits that we had on campus?
0: Yeah, just anything you guys want to talk about.
6: Okay. Um, I guess I'll start for this one. Mm-hmm. So, when I was living, I was in an apartment a couple blocks off campus.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: And what I would do is every day wake up at maybe 6, 6 a.m. Um, I'd go to the gym three times a week, at least I'd always meal prep like the Sunday before and I don't know, I was super disciplined in terms of doing homework. And then as soon as COVID happened and we had to move back, lost almost all of the discipline or I guess the habits that started from that.
0: Yeah, especially with the uh, the gym. I'd imagine that's an issue with a lot of people. It was an issue with me as well, because I was used to going to the gym on campus at UCSD, but with that closing down, it sort of just spiraled down from there.
6: Yeah, now it's it's a lot more effort to do body weight or pay money for equipment and stuff.
0: Right. Yeah, even
5: if the equipment is there, like, just the motivation to get off of the computer for whatever you're doing, class or gaming or whatever, is just... Because it's not... Home isn't, like, the active environment. It's the place where you can relax, right? Yeah. So, it's, like, the mental... That's why people pay for gym memberships, because they are also paying for that active environment where they'll want to... Everyone else is uh, pumped up, so they're going to get pumped up too.
4: Like, you could technically just, like, work out at home, but
5: realistically,
4: like, it's just not the same. It's like, you could do online schooling, it might be cheaper if you go to Mm -hmm. some, like, purely online school, but the environment just isn't made for it necessarily.
2: you got to be disciplined Mm -hmm. to, like, set yourself a regular routine if you're going to actually, like, get fit over the summer like it yeah like like you guys said it's it's definitely a lot harder but it's doable for some
0: yeah i'd imagine it's easier for some too because with like with the quarantine being initiated just having that free time and putting it towards something like getting in shape i'd imagine would probably make it easier for some people but I think most people are just sort of stuck in the limbo of not doing anything and then doing something because everybody's just sort of stuck in that rut where they get up, they do the schoolwork and then they just crash.
3: Yeah. I was kind of stuck in between that. Um, Like during the, during the semester for three weeks, every single night I worked out like, every single night without fail and then finals week happened and I stopped because I needed to spend more time studying and ever since then like I just haven't been able to get back to it like I said I'm stuck in that kind of loop of like not doing anything and not really having motivation to start it just because yeah. nothing's happening we're all stuck inside
0: Yeah. and I'd imagine like for a lot well, of people I had one of their I had
6: one other thing to say about exercise real quick. Just If you're doing it somewhere that isn't your house, there's that kind of foot in the door phenomenon where you can't just stop, right? If you're at home, you can just go to the fridge instead of doing the next set.
0: Mm -hmm. So, continue Akash. I was just going to say, like, it's, a, it's interesting because to me, personally, I've developed discipline in some aspects and lost discipline in others. Because for me, studying, even though I have all of this free time at, during the day and where I'm not attending class, for me, studying now has been more effective at night. Just for some reason, it wasn't always the case when I was living on campus. I don't know why. Because living on campus, I'd stay up till maybe midnight. If like latest would be probably one. Because I had. I just. I was able to get stuff done. But now it just whenever I try to concentrate during the day doesn't work. I, Whenever night hits and it gets dark outside, that's usually when it sort of motivates me to study and that's sort of how my study habits have changed. I've also, I feel like I've been taking less notes as well because when I was in uh, class, because there's just something different about actually attending a lecture in a lecture hall with hundreds of other students next to you. And I used to have this habit of writing down everything that the professor said when I was in a lecture hall. But now that classes have transitioned to online and I could just sort of go back and watch the recorded lecture with the lecture notes, that sort of reduced my obsession with writing down every single thing that the professor says. And that's just how my study habits have changed. How, how have your guys' study habits changed, specifically study habits? Because I'm kind of curious about that. Because there's obviously something very different studying on cam- studying on campus as opposed to studying at home. Because on campus, you can go to the library, you can you can find a quiet place to study. You can you're you don't have as many bothers on campus as you do at home because at home you can there's plenty of things to distract yourself with but on campus you can just go to a library and shut yourself off for a while while you get stuff
1: done so anybody who wants to go for it just speak up yeah sure I'll take that no I've definitely felt a change I mean one of the biggest indicators for me was probably like I had uh, early classes pretty much every day like mm-hmm. the latest my classes would start was like probably like nine o'clock any day and you know I had to get up for that I had to maintain a routine and then as soon as I got back from class you know I'd get my homework done and then I'd be able to relax for the rest of the day I didn't have to worry and I had a good routine a good schedule I'd didn't like feel like I was falling behind on anything. But then, you know, my bio class was the only early Zoom call that I had when classes switched online. And I had to wake up for that. Uh, so I just woke up in my bed. And then, you know, I stayed awake, because there was uh, eye clickers that still, you know, kept track of participation. But then the teacher got rid of iClickers because you know not everyone has reliable wi-fi so then participation wasn't getting tracked anymore so then i started turning on my classes and then i started sleeping while my classes were going on (laughs) in my bed it wasn't a good study area that's not a good study area and then and then i started just not opening up my laptop to go to the biology class anymore so i definitely felt like a deterioration in my routine um, I felt less motivated to watch, you know, recorded sessions. And the only class that I really made sure I attended was my humanities class because there were seminar sections where which had involved participation. So I knew I had to, I had to be there. But otherwise, like my schedule completely fell apart. And you know, I was able to maintain my grades, but I just felt way worse and way more disorganized.
5: Yeah, and I, th- I completely feel that. The whole thing about um, sleeping through classes, I had one 8 a.m. that was planned for spring quarter because I registered for my classes before we had to uh, go home. And I selected an 8 a.m. because the way that my schedule had been would be that um, I would stay up all night and then have my classes in the morning and then crash and then wake up in the evening and do whatever I needed to do, eat, workout, homework, and then stay up all night again. And that was my routine I had set up and it worked for me. But coming home, uh, I couldn't do that with my parents around. So I had to revert back to waking up in the morning and sleeping at night. And so waking up from my 8 a.m.s, I would just open the Zoom call for the participation points and then go back to sleep. And in my mind, I knew, yeah, this is not good, but hey, I can go back and just rewatch the lecture, right?
1: Right. Yeah. But
0: then you never get back to it.
5: You never get back to it. And yeah. all you're studying is just based off of uh, Google searches and things like that.
0: Right. And yeah, um, it's, it's a real pain, for sure. Like, I'm not sure. Sh- Go
1: for
0: it, Ethan. Go ahead. Okay, I okay. oh, rock, paper, scissors, and then we'll yeah. see who goes, okay? No, it's fine, you go you're, for
4: you're it. You're going to say what you do. On, uh, I'm going to say <laughs> one, two, three, and then you say your thing. Okay. Okay? All right. All right. Do, you, do you have it in your head? Yeah, yeah, okay. I got it. One, two, three, paper. paper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do, it again. do it again. All right, okay, okay. Ethan, go. Okay, oh.
6: Ethan was first.
4: Okay. Um. Yeah, so... Uh, to give a little bit of context i'm like known as the lazy guy in my group because i was completely irresponsible with classes i didn't do anything until last minute i would have a lot of late work or just undone work that i have to turn in late like mm-hmm. it was pretty bad and for me the only way i can get to homework is if my social battery is nearly drained uh, me like I need some form of interaction or excitement so the way i got that before was through video games or with socializing and luckily with college oh my god you can go anywhere and socialize or even just like hang out with friends get some food like i I need that fulfillment before i'm willing to like do work Mm -hmm. so back then my discipline was off but like some of it would be good and then the moment I got into a depression, like, oh no, dude, I can never get that battery running. So I would have to keep playing games, and it just spiraled worse. So if you're like, if you're like an addicted gamer, you should like be really careful of that type of, uh, what is it? Habit, Had, it, had it. it just it's really cancerous. So nowadays, when I'm sitting at my gaming PC to either record a podcast and do homework uh, and play games all at once it's like you're mixing the work-life balance and it's really toxic per exactly. se so you, you need a lot more discipline which i know i don't have
0: that's just my two cents and i think <laughs> one thing that i've noticed uh, i don't know if anybody else here has been affected by this phenomenon but i also felt like i was more productive at on co- on college be- partly and due to just there's a difference and attending classes and doing your work in the clothes that you wear at home and the clothes that you sleep in versus actually like getting ready and wearing something like jeans and a, and a shirt, something that you'd go out in. And I feel like the, the productivity difference is, is quite drastic because there's just, you. I, I just feel more productive when I'm wearing clothes like jeans and, Collar shirts, things that you can work in, sort of semi-professional mm-hmm. clothes, as opposed to things like just a t-shirt and uh, pajamas or shorts or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. It's like
5: question for uh, all my fellow gamers out there. You guys <laughs> ever get tired of video games? Like you play so much that you get bored of it and you have to do something productive instead of playing the video games.
6: Yeah, I definitely burn out after Mm -hmm. 12 hours, you know?
4: Uh, In the day, right?
5: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's one thing I noticed. Like, as soon as finals week ended for spring quarter, right? Mm. I was just playing video games nonstop, like... At Santa Cruz, uh, all my friends called it the vibe week. But after, like, a certain point, I got really bored. And then I kind of got productive again for a bit until my summer classes started. But in that time of productivity, like, we started this podcast. we I started working on another video game. And I even, like, did a lot more prep for my uh and dragon sessions and it just all felt so productive and so fulfilling and then once summer classes started again i went back to the other feedback loop of uh classes video games sleep
4: mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i feel that on, on that note i'm just curious if any of you guys have the same issue so your school productivity and your hobby productivity do they overlap sometimes because i know for me like if one day i'm trying to like write like lyrics for a song or a poem or something uh, it's really hard for me to like transition into doing homework because I'm already burnt out from that
3: yeah all the time yeah hundred mm-hmm. percent
0: yeah if I'm if I'm doing my music and I I sort of finish with a especially long practice session it's it gets pretty hard to sort of transition to something productive after doing something productive but yeah i i get- I get where you're coming from,
6: yeah, I think we have a finite focused attention span mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, but like ironically, like video games keep
5: all of your attention though, like a majority of them like it's about rewards. I remember talking about this in my game dev class that video games have to be rewarding, or nobody will play them,
0: mm-hmm. Right. But I had something I feel so, I feel like Sorry, Alex, go ahead. Okay, rock paper scissors
6: boys. No, no. We're no doing just, big just go. No, I, just,
0: <laughs> go for it.
6: Okay. I had something I thought might be interesting. Mm-hmm. So, personally, I didn't I didn't come up with this, but I think that procrastination in a way is efficiency, right? Instead of doing it over, say you're doing an essay, instead of doing it the week before and not stressing about it, doing it a day before in like three hours, you afford yourself a lot more instant gratification in that week before, right? Mm
4: -hmm.
6: So maybe I think in a way, quarantine made us a little bit more efficient in terms of yield for time put in not getting us like perfect grades right but
1: i think that's a a very optimistic way to look at the habits (laughs) we develop you know uh good uh half glass full uh way to look at it i so personally, I have always been a really bad procrastinator before quarantine started. I can't blame quarantine for my procrastination. I don't know if you know this, Alex, but I have written some of our humanities essays the morning they were due. <laughs>
6: yeah, I, I remember. I'd oh, yes. there like we go every Ian. time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: There we go, boys. That's my procrastination skills. But like, um, no, I bet... I bet quarantine has turned some people who weren't previously procrastinators into procrastinators now. Um, I don't know that it's about like efficiency when you consider the fact that, you know, if you didn't procrastinate, if you used all the time you had at disposal... you had at your disposal, do you think you would have produced the same product? I feel like that's probably not the case.
2: Uh, I wouldn't say it's it's like, sorry, go ahead. It's kind of like if if you're doing cardio, right. And you're training with just sprints versus you're just jogging over like several miles. Like, sure. At this point, you're just training for sprints. Like that's, that's what like quarantine procrastination is. You don't do like anything for until like the last few hours and then you you, it's an all-out sprint to finish it and then versus like before where it would be more of a jog or a marathon and it's like sure you're training to be faster but are you training to be like better overall i guess so it's like what do you want to train for kind of and that's that's kind of i guess something you have to decide for yourself
1: stamina or speed yeah Mm -hmm.
2: because
6: procrastinating after schooling is definitely not a good idea Mm -hmm. because they're gonna expect better quality than maybe the most efficient yield for time product
4: yeah what's closer to the marathon i assume unless you're like in very specific fields
0: one thing i also think
5: everyone just has their own style like some people just can't sit down and write one paragraph a day. Some people would prefer to have that constant uh, flow of free thought and just write everything down in one day. So it, it's really your style.
6: I mean, you could just do it all on the first day it's assigned, right?
5: You could, but where's the fun in that?
4: That's the fattest could. Dude, if I could have done that throughout the entire first week, <laughs> it
0: would have probably different. I've oh, I've had I've had like another bouts... thing with um, sorry, go ahead. I've had I've had like bouts of extreme extreme, like productivity, like 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 productivity combined with speed, and I've had like I've had like a couple like extreme bouts of that, where one day I, and it would this wasn't even like I wasn't even pressed for a deadline or anything. I just sort of did it because i just i was bored and i wrote one of my essays like a 1200 word essay in 16 minutes
2: <laughs> what, what?
0: I oh, Wait, 16 minutes is
2: that 16, 16 <laughs> minutes 16 <laughs> minutes <are> <laughs>
0: hold minutes.
2: on
6: 100, that's like
4: 100 100 i'm i'm getting off the calculator right now that means you have to type fast, it, too. It might have five uh, words per minute.
0: Oh, it might have. It might have been a thousand, though. It, it might have been a thousand. It was like it was like a thousand to twelve hundred oh, something. Like
2: sixteen minutes, dude.
0: Yeah. That's the
2: time you need to think.
0: It was it was sixteen minutes, and I got an A on that, and I was like, that never happened again, and I was so sad because if I could <laughs> just I. Go, Miss This guy.
6: Yield was, for time, baby. It, it, it was
0: a. It was a. It was a philosophy essay. Oh, no, no 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 i know exactly what you mean
4: i've done the same thing for philosophy although not like at a ninja typing speed like you yeah. hmm. i don't know i just I remember just... i had to
5: do a philosophical essay uh for my humanities class for my history class uh it was a seven page paper and i did it in i did it the seven hours before uh it was due
0: you know you know and how it felt like, like god
5: knows yeah
0: it was like okay so you know how, like, before you write an essay, you have to collect your thoughts. Yeah, I, I didn't do that. Have you guys ever played with that those toys <laughs> where it's like it's like those magnets, those little ma- magnetic balls, and then it has those rods, and you can just connect it oh, to yeah. make stuff. Oh structures. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thought- it it just felt like that because like it, one the first thought led to the second one, and the second one led to a third one. It just like like kept like building up and building up and building up until I just had this essay ready. I just didn't stop typing. And I looked at the time and it was like 16, 16, 17 minutes. And I was like, I was absolutely floored by the end of it.
6: Cause like my roommates, I was working on overtime.
0: Yeah. I, I told my roommates that I had to write an essay and I came back out and I'm like, I'm done. What? It was crazy.
4: It's like guys. uh, I know you're doing a party, but like, can you keep it down for a bit? It's like, okay, guys, just hold (laughs) off for a little bit. We'll turn the music down. It's like, okay, you can turn it back up. You're good.
6: Yeah, (laughs) we're we're at an hour ten minutes about, so we should try to wrap it up here.
0: Uh, I do want to say anything.
6: Um. Might be good to talk about reflections and maybe things that we would do differently. Maybe something we're going to hope for next year.
4: All right. Let's go personal goals. Uh, from the bottom, uh, I see Neil. Neil, what are you planning on doing?
1: Me first? Okay. Um, so, you know, obviously quarantine has put a lot of stops to plans I had going into, you know, this year, um, me and Alex, Alex knows we had like a lab thing for this summer and like that got canceled and that was supposed to be a really great research opportunity. And, um, you know, so what I'm really looking forward to now, all things considered is trying to find, you know, a new outlet, a new opportunity i have a job set for fall so at least i have that but i also want to find like maybe an internship and i desperately want classes to come back because that means frisbee can come back as well you don't know dude it's so hard to recruit for (laughs) frisbee when no one can go and play frisbee so yeah all right eric
2: uh but like it, it's a really general one but over this summer it's it's just one word commit just like i find myself not doing my hobbies cuz it, it it's a weird phenomenon like i find myself not willing to do my hobbies cuz i think they're too much of a chore like i'd rather just have the instant gratification of going on youtube or my phone and i find that in terms of my hobbies i haven't been productive or like work stuff or like design things. Either one, I haven't been productive. So that's my biggest goal. Just commit to one or the other and just do it.
4: Okay. I, like it. I like
2: it. Well said.
0: Akash, you're next. Honestly, for me, my reflections, I, I kind of just want to get back to how, I, how everything was before quarantine. Because I, I feel like I had... I had a pretty good thing going with quarantine. I had a routine, but the routine didn't really evolve into a rut like it did after quarantine. If you guys know, get what I'm saying, because first you have a routine, right? Where you're disciplined and you have a set times for everything, but then you have the rut where you just sort of feel like you're going through the motions and you're just trudging along and everything just becomes like time consuming and arduous. But that's not what I'm trying to strive for after quarantine. I'm hoping I can get back to being in a good routine and being able to take my study habits and my just normal everyday general habits and create a well-disciplined lifestyle out of them.
4: Yeah. I like that. I think we could all like probably get to that point at some point. Yeah. All right. Trey,
3: what are you planning on doing? Uh, I I really don't know. Uh, my future is fairly uncertain as far as academic goes. I don't even know if I'm gonna be here in California next semester. It's because I this semester has taught me not many things. One of them uh, being that I cannot do online classes for anything serious. Any
0: it's just general not goals? Work for me. Any general goals? It doesn't have to be academic. Because, like... General goals?
3: Yeah. Um, definitely spend more time on hobbies. Because even even though I enjoy them, you know, I've had the problem of trying to, you know, dish out my limited amount of productivity time that I can, you know, force myself into without getting burnt out. And that's mostly right. going to the summer classes I'm taking right now.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: Alright, I like
6: Alex. It's hard to say because I don't really like my living situation just from what I experienced last semester and the semester before that. Living in an apartment was pretty sad because the environment wasn't very nice is being a few blocks away from the San Jose State, the environment's pretty terrible. Um, I would like to get back into the groove with the stuff I was doing before. But I'm not entirely sure if I want to even attend SJSU just because I don't like the environment.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: So I guess for now, just do whatever I can and realize that I'm going to make mistakes with habits and stuff just because of environment and uh, figure out what I'm going to do academically if I don't like going to San Jose State.
4: Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds like you have like at least some sort of plan, which is good, despite the uncertainty. Mm-hmm. All right, G, do you want to go next or do you uh, want to wrap? I'll go last. All right. So, my plan is to, one, actually do my homework on time. I don't want any any more late work. Oh, my God. It sucks so much. Like, getting a 69.99 in a class just changes a man.
1: So,
4: <laughs> uh, my, my first plan is probably going to be to go to libraries more or, like, Starbucks. Because uh, I know for certain I'm one of those types of people that, like, conform to the environment. And the other plan is probably to have more dedication, kind of like Eric said, because like I I try to like juggle like five things in a day, but in reality, I can only focus on one. So knowing that I got to work with it. All right, G, end us off.
5: To be honest, I want to say that my goal is to just push myself harder, but I think honestly what I need is to lay back a bit. Because I put way too much time in worrying about what I should be doing and not enough time on what I am doing. So I think that if I could set one goal for myself, it would just be to chill out and take things slow. <laughs> I don't know what else to say at this
2: point. That's a good okay. angle, honestly. Like just taking the complete opposite. So like sometimes you got to recognize when you need some downtime. I like that. What Has everyone gone for the goals? Yeah. Well In that case, I have a question for you guys. What's your goal for this podcast? I mean, I, I don't know where you guys want to take it. Do you want it to be small quarantine project, the Joe Rogan killer? What, what do you want to do with this?
0: <laughs> Joe Rogan killer. <laughs> obviously, you know, um, obviously, obviously, the podcast is like – we want it to be big. We're starting off small with uh, people – just people that we know and covering topics that are digestible. But obviously we would like to make this big because this is something that I personally plan on taking long-term and I really want to be able to get some uh, good guests on here to talk about really, uh, really cool issues that people uh, maybe would have a really good time listening to. And as far as just short-term goals for this podcast, For me personally, I want to, for the podcast and for me in general, I want to get better at speaking and getting better at creating conversation and holding a conversation because that's something that I've struggled with in the past because I've been an introvert pretty much all my life. So this is also getting me to open up a bit and talk about, Things, various things that I may or may not know about, and being able to do research on the things that I don't know about. So, that's those are the goals for me personally. Uh, I'm sure those are the goals for all of us because that's sort of what we all came into this podcast thinking was that this is going to be a good opportunity to do something productive and useful with our free time and hopefully create some good content to satisfy the people
5: out there. I 100% agree with that. This is just to see, just a pro- productive project that we would be doing in our spare time. And it's something we can look back on and say, we did this. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
6: I agree. It's also, maybe it's proving, at least for me, it's proving I can actually dedicate myself to doing something bigger than like a classroom assignment.
4: Yeah. I see that. Um, Two things. So one, I'm with you guys, of course, but like, it's also just like a fun excuse to talk to people about certain things. Like you would never be able to in the first place. Like how often do you like get like seven people don't all know each other and just talk about like your life experience, right? And get like at least like somewhat into the deeper conversations. Like that's not right. something you just do every day. And the other right. thing is, uh, on the note of Joe Rogan, yo, he doesn't know what it's like to be in college in quarantine. Okay, so we already got like a little <laughs> leg up. That's all I gotta say. Exactly. <laughs> all, right. all right. Is
0: that is everybody good? Has everybody? said everything they wanted to say? Yeah. Speak now or forever be silenced. I think so. All right. Okay. Well, that is it for our second episode, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. We hope you had an enjoyable time hearing our extremely riveting conversation about college and quarantine and study habits and whatnot. I know quarantine can be a challenging situation, but please hang in there. In the meantime, if you haven't already, Please go to our YouTube channel and watch our first episode on uh, industrialization in space. Follow us on Instagram at at True Leisure Podcast for more updates and future episodes. We hope you have a wonderful day and stay tuned for the next episode. We are sure that you will like it. We'll be back with more exciting topics. Have a good one. All right. That's a wrap.